Where's Daddy? Where's Kaylee? Daddy? Hi, I'm Lynn, and this is Kaylee, and welcome to Trucks and Sci-Fi. Kaylee's going to go watch it now. Kaylee! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to watch the podcast? <coughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> This is Rico, and welcome to a podcast 185 for August the 3rd, 2008. It's a special video podcast event. Uh, yes, I've done a couple of these, and I wanted to do another one, and this is going to be sort of a best of Trek. I sent out uh, over the last few weeks on the podcast, I've talked about it, and also I sent some emails to forum members about trying to get people to uh, send in a little video where they actually get to talk about their favorite Star Trek episodes. You know, week after week on the podcast, I sit there and talk and do commentary about different uh, Trek episodes from all the different series and movies and other sci-fi that I talk about uh, each time. And I thought this time it would be good to give you all a chance to talk about your favorite episodes. We have about eight clips for you, and the way this show is going to go... I'm not really going to talk a whole lot. I am going to turn it over to uh, you guys who have sent in some uh, really great videos. I really enjoyed uh, looking through them and putting them into the show. So uh, sit back and, and get comfortable. There will be a couple little uh, probably breaks during the uh, videos that we go through. But again, I'm not going to really talk in between. We're just going to hook them all together and play them. And I hope you enjoy them. I'll come back at the end and uh, I'll kind of wrap up things to talk about my favorite Trek episode. And uh, we'll finish up the show. So sit back again and let's get started. Hey everybody, it's uh, another hot summer day here. And I've been uh, racking my brains trying to think of what a great Star Trek episode would be out of the hundreds that there are. And my favorite episode, I would say right now, would be The Offspring, which is a Star Trek Next Generation episode. Um, I think it's probably one of the greatest episodes I've ever seen, because it's got that great mixture of uh, science fiction and a little bit of comedy and a whole lot of heart. So uh, that's my pick. I have invited you here to meet someone. 
This is Lao. Lao, say hello to Councillor Deanna Troy. Hello, Councillor Deanna Troy. How do you do, Lao? I am functioning with the normal parameters. Lao, this is Jordi LaForge. Purpose for exterior drapings, Father. It is an accepted custom that we wear clothing. Data, he called you Father. Yes, Wesley. Lal is my child. Not talking about parenting. I am talking about the extraordinary consequences of creating a new life. Does that not describe becoming a parent, sir? A human female. I like her. Congratulations, Data. It's a girl. There are many fascinating experiences I wish to share with you. Painting. No. That is a flower law. Inhale. Yes. Show me more, Father. Second on. The children are afraid of her. Lal. Yes, Father. The children were not laughing with you. They were laughing at you. Explain. One is meant kindly. The other is not. Why would they wish to be unkind? Because you are different. Differences sometimes scare people. I have learned that some of them use humor to hide it. Wow, how are you? I am functioning with a normal... I am fine, thank you. Good. Guinan, Lal needs to observe human behavior. Now she's in the right place for it. And for this opportunity, she is willing to provide services to assist you. Father says I would learn a great deal from working with someone as old as you. You're hired. It's called flirting. They seem to be communicating telepathically. They're both thinking the same thing, if that's what you mean. Guinan, is the joining of hands a symbolic act for humans? It shows affection. Humans like to touch each other. They start with the hands and go from there. He's biting that female! No, he's not biting her. They're pressing lips. It's called kissing. You're new around here, aren't you? Yes. Lau! Lau! Put him down. What are your intentions toward my daughter? Your daughter? Then why do you still try to emulate humans? What purpose does it serve except to remind you that you are incomplete? I have asked myself that many times, as I have struggled to be more human. Until I realized, it is the struggle itself that is most important. We must strive to be more than we are, Lao. It does not matter that we will never reach our ultimate goal. The effort 
yields its own rewards. You are wise, Father. It is the difference between knowledge and experience. Love. I am unable to correct the system failure. I know. You must say goodbye now. I feel. What do you feel, Love? I love you, Father. feel it for both of us. Thank you for my life. Flirting. Laughter. Painting family. Female. Human. Crew is saddened by your loss, Mr. Data. Thank you for your sympathy, but she is here. Her presence so enriched my life that I could not allow her to pass into oblivion. So I incorporated her programs back into my own. I have transferred her memories to me. Mr. Data, will you take your position? Mr. Crusham? Lay in a course for the starbase on Otter 2. Course is set, sir. Engage. It's Brian, Brian CD from the forums. Well, I wanted to make a contribution to your video podcast celebrating our favorite TOS episodes. And in honor of that, I'm sitting here in my home alone wearing a command TOS tunic. Thank God my wife's not here. Anyway, um, I felt, uh, I thought about this for a while, about all the great TOS episodes that I love. The one really just stood out, and it's an episode that combines everything that made TOS great. You had a really great story, you had incredible acting from the principal characters, you had terrific writing, you had a story that builds tension all throughout the whole, the whole series of the episode, and even more importantly and more interesting is it builds tension between the characters. It's just, it's, you, could, you could feel it. It's just, it builds and builds and builds and it's just relentless the way this episode comes at you. So instead of just describing the episode, uh, I thought it'd be fun to play a little game. What we're going to do is we're going to play Guess Brian's favorite TOS episode. And all I'm going to have to do is play a little background music from the scene that I'm about to reenact. So be prepared be afraid. 
be very afraid. Here we are. This is my favorite TOS episode because it has quite possibly the single greatest guest star to ever feature on an original series episode, the only man to ever overact more than the chat. Gone, but never forgotten. The great, the late, Commodore William Decker in the episode, The Doomsday Machine. Thank you very much for your time. Rico, keep up the great work. And to all my friends at the Treks in the Sci-Fi Podcast, live long and prosper. It's been a long road Getting from there to Hello Treks and Sci-Fi fans, this is Dave Kill with a quick review of a first season Enterprise episode called Silent Enemy. I like this episode because it's the story of a systems upgrade for the ship, which in turn helps Archer and crew find their place as explorers in the galaxy. I've added a few extra clips of my own to help punctuate the dialogue. The primary mission of my ship is to make peaceful contact with other species. Archer finds some species are not interested in peaceful contact. Chemically propelled missiles, still commonly used by early space travelers, are adequate for some purposes. not as effective defensive weapons. What, what do we have that's bigger than 240? Nothing, sir. Enterprise experiences the same unreliable performance and was always easily outgunned. So they spent a lot of time running away and calling for help. By now, Archer is worried about the safety of his crew. I tried to get a message to the Vulcan High Command, but it didn't go through. If it had, we'd be expecting a Surak-class ship tomorrow, oh so politely offering to help us. You're a long way from Earth, Captain. Are you lost? I rushed us out of space dock because I had something to prove. And I risked the lives of 81 humans of Vulcan and a Denobulan to do it. Don't forget Porthos. The chief engineer urges the nice. captain not to give up so easily. In the old days, astronauts rode rockets with millions of liters of hydrogen burning under their seats. When they open up the fuel manifolds, we could hear the fuel rumble down these huge pipes. You think they said, gee, I'd love to go to the moon today, but it seems a little risky. I think if you asked anyone on board whether they thought this mission was worth the risk, you'd get the same answer from every one of them. The mysterious aliens are still harassing the ship with hit-and-run attacks. Now Archer goes on the offensive. It's time we do something about that. What are you suggesting? 
Enterprise was fitted with phase cannon ports, but since we left space dock a few weeks ahead of schedule, the cannons were never installed. I think it's time they were. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a phase-modulated energy weapon. It's rated for a maximum power output of 500 gigajoules. The new phase cannons are powerful but untested and are quickly installed before the next attack. You sure this will work? Yes, Commander. I am. Bridge to the armory. Guess who's back? We see them. Get a lock and stand by. We're ready, sir. Then fire! They got a spanking and were sent home. To our mysterious friends. I wish I could have seen the looks on their faces. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I think you'll enjoy the entire episode. I thought you were going to upgrade this. That is the upgrade. Well, if you want, I can change the color. There we go. Hello. Hmm. This is Meds. Hawkeye Meds on the Treks in Sci-Fi's forum and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about my favourite Doctor Who. Star Trek episode from DS9. I've chosen Trials and Tribulations. It's one of those episodes when you first see it you're just totally blown away and now we thanks the DVD we can go back and look at this episode and see how they made it and go behind the scenes. Now I love Kirk I love the original series. It reminds me of my childhood more than anything. Not in the 60s and late 70s with the reruns. So when you get something new and you bring something old and blend them together, sometimes it doesn't work. But this works perfectly. It's seamless. The scene where you see Cisco and Dax look in amazement when they walk onto the, the corridor of the original Enterprise is real because the actors hadn't seen the set. So when you see them looking amazed, we get amazed. The blending of the scenes is great. Cisco and Dax behind Kirk and Spock when they're looking at the greater is great. But the scene after the bar fight, and they're all lined up and you've got Bashir and O'Brien casually looking down the lineup, that always makes me laugh. Now in the original Tribbles episode it made me laugh and the reason is it's because of Kirk's one line to Chekhov. I don't know what it is. I have no idea whether it's Shatner's delivery of it, most doubtedly. And this one he just turns around and says, Chekhov, I know you. And it's that look that he gives him. It's perfect Shatner timing. In fact, the whole of the original Triples episode is pure comedy. And they managed to capture this with the DS9 episode. The scene with Bashir and O'Brien talking about Worf and they're commentating on his smell. It's the fact they turn around and say that they actually quite like his smile. It's a bit earthy, peaty, with a touch of lilac. It's great comic timing, especially by Michael Dorn, who always looks amazingly brassed off. The other scene I think is really great is the scene where the tribbles are falling on Kirk's head. Now, I know that was in the original one, but because you see the reason why every now and again another triple bounces on his head is because Cisco and Dax are in the cargo hold throwing him down is great. Again, it's mainly because of Shatner's timing and Shatner's comedy look. Odo has a great line in this again. 
once again with Worf, ironically. Maybe it's because Worf is such a straight man. And it's when Worf talks about the Tribbles and how much the Klingons despise them and how they went and destroyed them all. And it's Odo's line of asking Worf, do the Klingons still sing songs about the great Tribble hunt? <laughs> that is just brilliant. It really is good. Great little touch at the end where Sisko manages to get to talk to Kirk and say how much of a pleasure it was to work alongside him. Of course, that scene wasn't from the Tribbles episode. It was from Mirror Mirror look at you here in the background with recognition it just doesn't quite work but all in all a fantastic episode I hope Rico's got to show some clips during this bit if not then you may have just bought me those lines that I gave you thanks for letting me talk about that and I'm going to go back and fix my TARDIS Hi this here's Jim and I'm reviewing the TNG episode A Fistful of Datas directed by that good-looking, balding hunk of a man, Patrick Stewart. So just sit tight while I talk a bunch of hooey about this here episode. This here flick is named for a spaghetti western, starring Clint Eastwood called The Fistful of Dollars. That's about where the parallel ends. But I reckon famous western movies always have a hero. Usually a lawman. Tough, independent, and fearless. Characters of honor and principle. Willing to face any danger in a hostile environment. Who better to fit that bill than the honorable Sheriff Wharf? Of course, he's got him two sidekicks to watch his back. Deputy Alexander and Counselor Troy. But she prefers to be called Counselor Durango or something like that. As for Western villains, <laughs> well, you've never seen a sorry a lot of scum bellies this side of San Antonio. And nothing's creepier than to see them all done up like Data. It all started when his compadre Jordy hitched him up to the main computer. A glitch commenced and caused nine kinds of H-E-double-L all over the Enterprise. The captain's music got all jumbled and Spot's grub was unappetizing. Oh yeah, and he gets a swagger in a strut and horks a horker in a potted plant. It ain't very gentlemanly, and that's part of the reason why the captain sent him with Jordy to get it all figured out. Picard and Riker ain't the only ones who noticed that everything was discombobulated. Worf, Troy, and the kid catch on to the fact there's a bunch of data showing up in their flick, hence the name of the picture show. And, as I said before, they're all bad. All them bad hombres, they got data speed, which turns out to be a problemo later on. Before all that happens though, Wolf gets kissed by a busty barmaid and starts a bar fight. Troy shoots a big iron out of some scumbelly's hand with a rifle and saves the sheriff's neck. He and his posse go ahead on and arrest the outlaw. Later on, the bandito turns up to be Data. Then, Big Daddy Data shows up wearing a mustache that's uglier than homemade soap and snags Alexander while he's standing in line at the bank. Daddy Data then drops by the Hooskow and promises Data Jr. Don't you worry, boy. The sheriff's gonna pay. Warf and Troy make a deal and make Dad Data at high noon to trade their boys. Ain't no use in risking the kid's life. 
they figure out that the only way to end the hollow flick was to see it through to the end. Warf makes himself an electrified vest of some sort, and all the bullets bounce off of him. He gets his boy back, and they run the outlaws out of town. But the hall flick don't end. In westerns, the hero always gets the girl, or in this case, Dadeena. She'd make a freight train take a dirt road, but Warf endures the kiss, and the hall flick ends. The real Vita and his buddies fix the ship and the cowboys ride off into the sunset and their spaceship. My own big daddy introduced me to Star Trek, but before he liked aliens, he loved westerns. He watches Gunsmoke as much as I watch Trek. I always thought that this episode was the perfect blending of the two shows. I did this review of Fistful of Datas for him. Thanks for introducing me to Star Trek, Dad. Adios, amigos.
sets in and you turn on the TV. My life is missing something so bad. There's a theme song in the laughter. Television junkie, I don't like what I see. I'm a television junkie and the real world stops me. I'm a television junkie, gotta get another fix. I'm a television junkie, comes in 30 minute hits. Hello Trexian Sci-Fi, I'm Richard reporting from Washington and I am going to tell you what my favorite episode of Star Trek is. Now this one, it comes from Deep Space Nine, which is funny because it's not necessarily my favorite TV series of all of them. Maybe I'd pick original Star Trek or Star Trek The Next Generation or, or even Voyager above it, who knows, but um, this standalone episode by far though is one of my very favorites. I loved the interaction. I've always loved the crossover stories they have through time travel or whatever means where crews run into each other or you see spots in Star Trek history running into other um, history. It's just an amazing, a wonderful, a wonderful storyline. Um, in this episode, Trials and Tribulations, Cisco and the gang go back in time using a Bajoran orb and run into Kirk and the gang while they were encountering the Tribbles in the episode The Trouble with Tribbles. So you got this going on added to the fact that um, there's some, you know, Kirk's life is in danger through a bomb and a Tribble. Awesome integration there. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts of the episode is putting them right in the action, having Dax and Cisco in the action, having Miles and Bashir just right there with the original Trek characters. Awesome effects, awesome execution of story, and it really was, you know, a great homage to um, the original Star Trek, and I think it might have been the only series to go back that far. Um, there have been other time travel stories and crossover stories, but for Deep Space Nine to meet the original Trek, I thought was awesome. I love those stories. Um, my favorite. Um, Alright guys, back to you. Hope you enjoy the show. They try to make me go to rehab and I say no, no, no. Oh, hello. Tim here. From Shore by Sea, Brighton. Near Brighton. And I'm here to talk to you about my favourite Star Trek The Next Generation episode, which is the Inner Light. Now, when I say this is my favourite episode, I mean it's my favourite episode that doesn't feature lots of uh, battle scenes and action. It's my favourite because of the story and the acting and um, Patrick Stewart, really, who lives another life, a whole life, into old, old age in a matter of, was it 20 minutes, I believe? I haven't seen the episode for a long time, so I could be wrong there. Anyway, he's knocked unconscious on the Enterprise by a space probe. And while he's unconscious, he leads another life as a man on a planet, a long extinct planet. I think the guy's name is Galen. I might be wrong there as well. Um, but he lives this life. And really, in the 45 minutes of, of the episode, you grow to really appreciate this character and um, Patrick Stewart just blows me away again every time I watch it more often than not there'll be a little lump in my throat and a tear in my eye because you know, at the end of that episode when he sees the rocket taking off and then uh, 
he realises that it's it's him that he's sending the message to. Uh, fantastic episode. There's not really a lot more I can say about it, except if I was to sit somebody down and watch an episode of Star Trek that didn't involve space battles, and I wanted to show them how good the writing could be, I suppose that episode would be it. And um, also toward the end of the episode when he plays the flute, his resican flute I think it is, and uh, you see that flute later on when he meets up with that young birdie, meets up with and falls in love with. Um, I really wanted to do a father and son review today, but my little boy, who's behind the camera now, grinning at me and trying to make me laugh, wouldn't sit down and be sensible. So it's not happening. So um, sorry about that. Um, so goodbye, everybody, and uh, good luck, Kenny. I'm thinking of you tomorrow, mate. My by the time you see this, it'll be a couple of days ago. Bye. Thinking of you. <laughs> Love to you. See you later. Bye. Hi there. Trucking uh, Sci-Fi, we are here at the Star Wars shop, right here in Aberdeen, Washington, to do our Trek and Sci-Fi review of our favorite Star Trek episodes. So why don't you come on inside, and I'll introduce you to the guy that owns the place. It's really quite fun. Okay, so here we are in the Star Wars shop. This is Don, the owner. Say hi. Uh, yes, we are. We're having a great time today. And this is your shop here in Aberdeen. It is. And uh, you know all the new figures came out today for the new Clone Wars movie that's coming August 15th? Nice. Very nice. Plus the new blasters. Ooh, very cool. Plus the new lightsabers. Oh, this is great. Plus 50 new figures. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for letting me do the do the do the Star Trek review. This is for treksandsci-fi.com. Yeah. And uh, it's going to go all over the internet, and you'll be famous. I hope so. That's so come and visit right on. here. What's the address here? It's uh, 413 East Wishka in Aberdeen, Washington. Okay. So they need to come and visit the Star Wars shop. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm going to take some pictures of it. Thank you. See, if you go back here, I found this little uh, unknown fact that in the back of the store is not just Star Wars items, but my very favorite, Star Trek room. That's right. There we go. Look at this. Star Trek. It's all over the place. Yes, very nice. Very nice. Very cool. Oh, yeah, there they are. Jordy, Kira. Hi, Kira. What's up? Oh, Ahura. How's it going? Nice. Some books and some plaques and some models. You name it, they've got it. It's pretty cool. Lots of uh, Star Trek comic books. Very cool. Very nice. Nausicaa. Humans play Dom Jot. Sorry, I just know that. Well, Rico, you wanted us to do a really cool thing, and that was to review one of our favorite episodes of Star Trek. Well, one of my favorite episodes is from The Next Generation. It's Season 3, Episode 22, called The Most Toys. Now, not a lot of people think of this as their favorite Star Trek episode, but for some reason, I really liked it. This is the one where Data is transporting volatile material in the shuttlecraft, and it blows up, and they think they lost Data. But what's really going on is a devious collector of all sorts of different antiquities across the universe has staged Data's death and 
put him into his collection with all sorts of other things. Very, very interesting episode and quite fun, actually. He tries to get Data to do all sorts of stuff and be in his collection. Of course, Data doesn't want to be there and tries to escape. In, in the process of things, we get to see uh, this guy by the name of, uh, what was it, Kivas Fajo was his name, and he was played by an actor named Saul Rubinet. Really like him, and kind of an unknown thing about this episode was that they had to actually go in and refilm the very first day's worth of, of, of footage because the actor who originally played that part committed suicide. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, kind of was a downer on the set and everything, but then they came in with uh, with this guy named Saul, and he jumped right into the thing, and actually he plays a really, really good Kivas Fajo. Um, as the episode progresses, we uh, see all sorts of cool things in the in, in his collection. One of my favorite was a, 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 a baseball card where he opened it up and they preserved the scent of bubble gum. And of course that little hand puppet, you know, where uh, he will and feed him food and all this stuff, and it was kind of cool. So they had all sorts of great stuff on there. I think one of the cool things about this episode was exploring the fact of losing data on the Enterprise. And so they had to deal with Data's death, which I thought was kind of cool. I also um, like seeing the Varenti Disruptor, which is really rare, and it's outlawed in the universe because it's such a brutal form of weapon. And we get to see that at the end of the episode. Um, the, the big mystery about this episode was exploring Data's humanity, because at the very end he gets an opportunity, spoiler alert here, he gets an opportunity to either shoot Kivas Fajo or let him get away with what he's done. And somehow the beam goes out and Data's uh, miraculously beamed off of the, uh, of the ship uh, in record time and trying to rescue him and everything. And uh, Chief O'Brien says, hey, I, the, there's a weapons discharge. And when they asked Data about it, they said, you know, did, did you fire on somebody? And he said, it must have been a malfunction. But was it really? Or was Data really trying to be a hero and what, did his humanity kick in even though he wasn't human? I don't know. Anyway, my favorite episode of The Next Generation was The Most Toys. Lots of other ones that I that rank right up there. Yesterday's Enterprise, um, uh, The Best of Both Worlds Part 1 and 2. Lots of different ones. I really, really like that. But uh, for the most part, The Most Toys, I just like that one a lot. I really, really enjoyed it. So there you go, Rico. That's my take on it. Thanks to everybody at TrexinSciFi.com, and I hope you enjoyed the review, and I hope you enjoyed, we're going to show you a little bit more of the Star Wars shop here in Aberdeen. It's my 15 minutes of fame. That's right. Here we go. Now, this is, this is Don, the owner of the Star Wars shop, and look at this. This is his tattoo of Princess Leia on his arm, and actually signed by Carrie Fisher. You met her, and she signed your arm. And there is the proof. There's the proof right there. Here's the actual photo of him getting... <laughs> the tattoo and she marked him up and they put it forever on his arm how cool is that and she showed me her tattoo and it wasn't of me and she didn't ask me to sign it oh that's not fair <laughs> but she didn't show it to me <laughs> would you do me a favor and say hello to rico hello rico great that was awesome rico at treks and sci-fi oh, right. yes, yes. rico at treks and sci-fi hello rico this is don the owner of the star wars store Nice to meet you. You'll have to come down.
Hi again, everyone. I hope you enjoyed looking at all those uh, great videos everyone sent in. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks all of you who sent in videos this time. Really, really appreciate it. We had uh, Rob, Brian, Dave Kill, Meds, Jen, Richard, Tim, and Rick Moyer. Uh, all of you guys did a great job, and uh, it just uh, was a lot of fun to hear about your favorite picks for Trek episodes. Really enjoyed looking at those, and uh, we'll do this again sometime, I think, uh, and get others to send theirs in. Now, I want to show you my uh, pick. This is, I've talked about this episode way back in the early days of the podcast, uh, probably one of the first, I think the first Trek episode maybe I ever reviewed on Treks and Sci-Fi. Uh, this episode is, of course, from the original series. It's always been my favorite uh, I don't think anything would ever really be able to take its place. I don't know. There's just something about this episode that really uh, strikes a chord with me. Uh, it, it's very uh, uh, character-driven episode, very emotional. Uh, it, it just has everything. Great writing, great acting, and uh, I just really enjoy it. So rather than me talk much about the episode, I, I made a little music video that I'm going to slip into the show right here. So, uh... Okay, play that music video. Don't know much about your life. Don't know much about your world, but don't want And maybe it's not meant to last But what do you say to taking chances? What do you say to jumping off the edge? Never knowing if there's solid ground
enjoyed that music video. I think it really fits the episode well. Spent a lot of time uh, working on that and the song Celine Dion. Uh, it just it seemed to the minute, well maybe not the minute I heard that song, but for some reason that song just seemed to really fit the episode I thought very well. So hey we're at the end of the show. Uh, again I'm glad that you tuned in this time. I will do this again maybe for podcast 200 uh, coming up in a couple of months or so. So uh, keep those video cameras and webcams handy. This is Rico signing off for this time. Uh, until next time, live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And uh, get out there and uh, enjoy some of the summer movies that are still around. Bye-bye for now. Welcome back to the podcast. Ah, what am I saying? Okay. One. Enjoyed the show. Come back next week. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye, Kaylee.